It is Monday, February 5th, 2024. Senate border bill dead on arrival. After text reveals it will continue invasion amid Mayorkas impeachment. We know exactly what's happening here, by the way. Trump gives more hints at his VP speculation as polls show him crushing Joe Biden. And Michael Seifert joins the program to talk about the value of American businesses over these globalist goblins that try and destroy what we have here in this wonderful country. My name is Benny Johnson, and this is The Benny Show. Have you ever been traveling like I was this weekend? We traveled to Orlando with the show, and we have a lot of great content to bring you from the city of Orlando. A lot of very interesting stuff. You're following along on social media. I rode my first amusement park ride in like probably a decade. It's really good. Ah, but when you travel, what happens to your cellular devices? You ever been going through TSA and suddenly your phone gets really, really hot and then shuts down? Yeah, that's definitely the CIA spying on you. At least that's what I think. And actually, I have that on good authority. And so, ladies and gentlemen, it's important that you protect your devices, protect your privacy, and you go to silent.com. Go visit my friends at Silent. They have these really convenient Faraday sleeves that lock down your phone's wireless devices so that you can travel in peace, knowing that you're not having all your data or all your information hoovered up by maligned forces. A good example of this is Tucker Carlson, who's in Russia right now. And I know for a matter of fact that Tucker Carlson's using a burner phone, as many do when they travel into the into the third world or into hostile countries. So you want to make sure you protect your data. We'll cover Russia, uh, Russia and Tucker in Moscow. There's breaking news on that in just a moment. You want to protect your data. You want to make sure you are not compromised 24-7. Go to my friends at Silent, slnt.com. Use Benny at checkout. Save 15% free shipping on qualified orders. slnt.com. Use the code Benny to save 15%. Ladies and gentlemen, let's begin. A lot of talk about uh, foreign adversaries. It is uh, with great anger that I bring you this morning's first story. Last night, at the very crack of the evening, we found... Uh, that the Republican traitors, the spineless scum who call themselves Republicans, but who, of course, are not, who are simply the whipping boys of a globalist order that wishes to see America not as a country, not as a place with a past and a, hit and a history that we're proud of, and, uh, the, the First country to be founded upon natural rights and uh, a country to be founded where the government isn't God actually incarnate. That's every country up until like America, the government was God incarnate, right? No, instead, God is outside of our government and our government's job is simply to create human flourishing and to, in fact, protect our rights, not to give us our rights. This is uh country that won multiple wars against fascism and totalitarianism, communism, Nazism. This isn't a country that has created uh, more prosperity uh, and relieved, actually, the suffering of billions of people on earth. No, America is nothing. America is just a shell corporation. America is an empty vessel that should be packed uh, with as many criminals as can possibly get shoved across our border uh, in order to create a zero trust society, which is the end goal, by the way, of this, this border plan. I'm so enraged reading this plan. We'll break it all down for you. 
Every person who's a Republican that touched this bill needs to lose their jobs immediately, needs to be criminally prosecuted. I mean, quite literally, like there should be prosecutions for this. You want to talk about insurrections? You want to talk about traitors to our nation? This is a, here's a great example of what an insurrection looks like in practice, okay? An armed takeover of the systems of power. Because what you do by bringing in 30, 40, 50 million people from the third world who don't share our country's history, don't share uh, the language of our country, the traditions of our country, the norms of our country, the morals of our country, what you do is you create a permanent political underclass that can be exploited for power. And that is precisely the goal, ladies and gentlemen. That is, that is not the bug. That's the feature of open immigration. The open borders end result is a single party state. See, there's a glitch in this constitutional republic that we live in here. The glitch is that we have power, you and me. That we collectively have a lot of power and can actually kick the asses of those people who view themselves as demigods and view themselves as better over us. And that is a untenable situation for the people who consider themselves gods on earth. Now, there's always been leaders of countries that consider themselves gods on earth. That's actually been the norm. What is not the norm is someone like George Washington who like resigns his office even when everyone's trying to anoint him king. And he's like, nah, man, I'm, we're going to change power peacefully in this country. That, that is a unbelievable trend that started here in this place. And as a Native American, meaning somebody who was born here, who only knows America as my home, who knows our traditions, who keeps our traditions, who speaks our language, who has children born on this earth and whose great-grandfather was born in this place. Raise your hand if you're one of us. That, that, that means I'm a Native American. I'm a Native person to this place. It's my country. It's not just an economic zone. This place is precious to me. It's, it's where I live. It's the earth and the soil upon which I was born and raised and upon which my children are born and raised. Are you the same? Well, that means that you should have power here as a citizen, and they need to reduce that power desperately. Because in 2016, you proved that you'll give them Donald Trump. If they F around, they'll find out, and you'll give them Donald Trump. And so in order to prevent that from ever happening again, they must reduce your power. They must atomize it, not just through mail-in balloting, but through like literally mailing in brand new voters. And that is precisely what's happening here. Hey, Alex, I don't know if we have the Elon Musk tweet in the uh, in the in the script today, but let's go ahead and grab that from this weekend. Elon Musk just cracked that nut wide open. Tucker Carlson's been talking about this for a long time, but the math is very simple. 30 million illegal criminal migrants living in America today. Those are what all the estimates show. 30 million. Goodness gracious. And that's a huge percentage of the country. All studies show that first generation migrants illegal aliens, whatever you want to call them, first-generation citizens, new, uh, newly naturalized citizens, vote Democrat by like 90%. The Democrats did that math and said, hey, um, wait a second, that means that we'll win permanent majorities forever, at least in the near term, until these people get smart. And so the policy of naturalizing and then 
immediately handing voting rights to every criminal migrant happened like that. That is now the permanent goal of the Democrat Party. And so what you do is you then bring in, you bring in as many voters, new voters as you possibly can to the Democrat Party. You reduce the value of the citizens who are already here. And then you create permanent majorities. The way you can prove this is the biggest lopsided landslide in American electoral history was Reagan versus Mondale, 1984. That was 17 million votes. Well, boom, you just made up that gap. Now it's going to be lopsided the other direction in every election. Of course, they, they have created institutional voter harvesting. That makes sure that you can hoover up as many ballots as possible in a mechanized way, criminally or not. And the strategy is laid bare. So I want to like start with the problem because the problem isn't necessarily these cuck Republicans who are pushing this bullshit bill on all of us. Pardon my language. I'm so angry at the Republican Party. What do we always say on the show? We're angrier at Republicans than we are Democrats. Republicans ladies and gentlemen, will stab you in the back. Democrats have the dignity to stab us in the face. Democrats will tell you exactly what they're about to do. Elon Musk figured it out. Biden's strategy is simple. Get as many illegals into the country as possible, legalize them to create a permanent majority one-party state. That is why they're encouraging so much illegal immigration. Elon Musk, what's the numbers on this? Elon Musk telling the truth, the truth resonates, 75,000 retweets, 285,000 likes. Ladies and gentlemen, this is how obvious it all is. Of course, Elon Musk, very, very smart man, huge following, I think the most followed person on X. And so Elon Musk just spitting bars, spitting the truth. Now, if you are able to actually walk in, oh, and here's Elon Musk's follow-up here, impeach Secretary Mayorkas for Secretary Mayorkas, who, by the way, endorses the new border bill, Oh, that'll tell you everything you need. ALX, do we have that footage of Mayorkas and Biden talking about this scheme like some 10 years ago? Okay, great. I'm going to call for it here in just a second. Impeach Mayorkas for deliberately breaking the law and massively increasing illegal immigration beyond historical precedent? Yes, says 90% of respondents in a poll that got nearly 500,000 votes. Ladies and gentlemen, that's the game. Okay, that's your goal. That's your ball game. It's important to set the table before we talk about all this as to why this game is so important for Democrats, because they've actually and I know this was not going to come as a shock to you. We actually suck at messaging as a party. Democrats have been able to lie to us and tell us this is all about making the country better and immigrants. Immigration diversity is our strength. No, it's not actually. Like in what you know, in what, in what other, and where else is diversity your strength? On an NBA team? Nope. In your marriage, if your wife spoke a different language than you and didn't have anything in common with you, would that be your strength? Diversity is fine. In fact, the goal should be out of many, one, e pluribus unum. Like the founding of America was a bunch of different people coming here from a bunch of different backgrounds into a melting pot where we create a harmonious society of laws and order. But like the idea that somebody's speaking a different language than you coming from a different place than you 
and sharing no background with you is your strength is insane. But we've allowed that lie to permeate society. We've allowed them to say there's no humanitarian migration and that every migrant is seeking asylum. And uh, that's, of course, a absolute bald lie. Like on its face, many of these migrants and we have so many details on this, so much data on this. Many of these migrants are either on the terrorist watch list. There are hundreds, if not thousands, on the terrorist watch list. Hundreds of thousands come from terrorist hotbeds around the world. And a breaking story this morning. A ton of, uh, like a ton of people are come pouring in from China. That's actually the largest group of migrants that are increasing in America. Chinese learning how to get into America via TikTok, a Chinese communist state-owned app. And why exactly would our foremost geopolitical rival wish to pump America full of unaccountable cells of Chinese nationals? Well, I'll let you fill in the blank. Boy, I can't quite figure it out. So that is what this is all about. Absolute and total political power. Now, lucky for us, these jackass degenerates who hate you, who hate our country, are um, capable of just coming out on camera and saying it. We have the tape, we have the footage of Joe Biden. This is from 2015, sitting right next to Mayorkas of all people, a little goblin. That guy looks just like Gollum from Lord of the Rings. Dirty, creepy Gollum. Joe Biden's sitting there next to Mayorkas. Mayorkas is perfect for Biden because he has no hair on his head, so there's no uh, temptation to smell anything. All right? Really valuable partnership there. Joe Biden sitting there telling you the ballgame about a decade before they put this into hyperdrive. Watch. Fox. An unrelenting stream of immigration, nonstop, nonstop. Folks like me who were Caucasian of European descent for the first time in 2017 will be in an absolute minority in the United States of America. Absolute minority. Fewer than 50 percent of the people in America from then and on will be white European stock. That's not a bad thing. That's a, that's a source of our strength. Did you hear that? This diversity is our strength. We're going to reduce the number of white people here. We're going to make sure white people are my, uh, the minority. And that's the source of our strength. Do you see how it all gets manufactured in real time? Do you see Mayorka sitting there going, nodding along? And what happens? Not just day one, when Joe Biden gets the executive pen. Not day one. Hour one. Hour one, like as soon as he gets back to the White House, the stack of executive orders did what? Check this headline out from the New York Times. Biden's 17 executive orders and other directives in detail from the first hour of Joe Biden's residency at the White House. The move aims to strengthen protections for young immigrants, ends the construction of Donald Trump's border wall, ends the travel ban and prioritizes racial equity. Ooh, baby. Yeah. Equity, equal outcomes. Ladies and gentlemen, Joe Biden did not, from his first 
act in office have any American interest in mind at all. The only thing he had in mind is the permanent installation of a system of criminality in order to serve the Democrat Party and do permanent power forever. And that's the goal. Okay? That's the goal. So, ladies and gentlemen, what does this bill do? This bill is written by a guy named Senator Lankford. Senator Lankford was the chief negotiator for Republicans. It's been This bill has been endorsed by Nikki Haley and Mitch McConnell. So, there you go. With friends like these, who needs enemies, ladies and gentlemen? What's inside of this scandalous Senate deal that allows 1.5 million illegals per year? Slides up to $2.3 billion to the non-government organizations who are trafficking them and gives $60 billion to Ukraine while giving effectively nothing to our border. Oh, in case you're wondering, this bill gives $100 billion to build border reinforcements for Israel and Ukraine and nothing to protect our own border. While the White House has gone Israel or bust, the Senate has come up with an eight $118 billion bipartisan agreement, which would allow 1.5 million illegals to enter the U.S. every single year. Gives billions of dollars who are orchestrating the human trafficking, by the way, in case you're wondering which moral side you're on, you're on the side. If you are a Democrat right now and you're going to vote Democrat, you're a human trafficker. You're human trafficker adjacent. This is what you're doing. You are on the side of the cartels and the human traffickers. You are totally in favor of using human trafficking for your political ends, for permanent power. You are moral refuse. You are morally bankrupt. You need to wake up from your cult before it's too late. And many people, ladies and gentlemen, are finding out that it's too late. Check out what's happening in Oakland right now. Gives $14 billion in security assistance to Israel, $60 billion support to Ukraine, and nothing to the American people. Your government is a farce. This bill codifies 1.5 million illegal border crossers into law, but the border emergency automatically gets implemented. 5,000 crossings per day in a week can be overruled by Joe Biden. Here's the actual text of the bill. And in case 1.5 million illegals isn't enough, it also locks in green card giveaways through 2030. Now, this is really important. Here, ladies and gentlemen, you can see in writing, and I'm going to read to you directly from the bill. We read these bills. Mandatory activation. The secretary shall receive the border. The secretary shall activate the border emergency authority if during a seven consecutive calendar days, there's an average of 5,000 or more aliens that are encountered each day. So 4,999 aliens can come through without any border emergency per day. Per day. I was raised in a town of 200 people. What, what size city or town were you raised in? So you're talking about, I mean, you're talking about like 400 of my town, like, like triple, double, quintuple orders of magnitude, larger amounts of criminal aliens. And they are criminals. I'm not saying all of them are criminal. I'm saying their first act in America is criminality, breaking our laws. It is illegal. 1964. Uh, immigration Act makes it illegal to enter America without declaring asylum at a port of entry and then turning yourself over to the feds. None of these, none of these people do that. 
the criminal aliens, which they are, uh, just walk into America. So they're breaking our laws on the books as they are written. So that's why I call them criminal aliens, because that's what they are. The first act is criminality. Now, some of them have long criminal backgrounds, and then they come here and behave criminally, beat up our cops on the streets. But I digress, ladies and gentlemen. Let's read the actual bill. So then it's going to take 5,000 per day. So this legalizes 5,000 per day. But even if there's 5,000 per day, if the president finds that it is a national interest to temporarily suspend the border emergency authority, the president may direct the secretary to suspend the use of the border emergency or emergency on an emergency basis. So the president is going to sit there. So Joe Biden can just straight up be like, nope, no emergency, doesn't matter. 10, 20, 50,000 per day, doesn't matter. So ladies and gentlemen, what you're looking at here is the creation of a system codified by law of the of illegal immigration turning it legal so what what this is doing is making sure that there we can no longer say the word illegal immigration it's changing american law to say that now illegal immigration is not only legal but is encouraged by our government and financed by our government you can see here that the uh, immediate action of this will be to mainline every criminal migrant that is currently here, criminal alien that's currently here into full citizenship status, full voting rights status, and to be immediately serving with total fealty the Democrat Party who gave them this. That is precisely what's going to happen. The narrative and the talking points have already been written. You serve the Democrat Party, otherwise deportation. So this is what Republicans have done, ladies and gentlemen. This agreement was reached by James Lankford, whose own state legislature censured him last week for striking such a crappy deal, along with Chris Murphy, uh, one of the one of the dumbest box rocks in the Senate. He's from Connecticut. Pretty amazing. We're at a point where allowing 5,000 illegal criminal migrants into the country is going to become law. Isn't that amazing? President Biden could close the border with a stroke of a pen right now but refuses to do so until Ukraine and Israel money materializes. He really likes his quid pro quo agreements. Oh, and by the way, by the way, if at any moment Joe Biden doesn't like the border emergency, he can just end it. That's in the bill. The bill gives $2 billion for refugee and entrance assistance. So billions of dollars to bring to, to human traffic. Do we live inside of a fallen demonic empire? Yes. They're giving billions of dollars to human traffickers. Nothing for East Palestine, by the way. Nothing for Maui, but billions of dollars to human traffickers. Yes, you live in a fallen demonic empire. Grotesque. Breaking it down further. $60 billion for Ukraine. $14 billion for Israel. Israel is one of the... Ukraine's a pretty poor country. Israel is one of the richest countries on earth. Why do we need to give $14 billion to Israel? We haven't given anything to East Palestine. You remember when Democrats were screaming that Donald Trump's $5 billion border wall was too expensive? And now they're giving $75 billion to Ukraine and Israel. This is what America last looks like in practice. Nothing, by the way, nothing to build the border wall. Nothing. There's like a pittance. There's like, there's like 
10, 20 million to, to, to reinforce the border wall. Oh, really? How far will that go when government contractors get their sink their teeth into it? James Langford is a traitor to our nation. He's an enemy of the republic. He needs to be primaried immediately. As soon as there's a primary challenger, I will uh, stroke a check to them. Max out. James Langford apparently isn't going to run again. He's so embarrassed, and this is why he's this is why he's this is why he's doing this. So, ladies and gentlemen, thank God some of the friends of our show uh, have come out against this and called this a massive betrayal of the American people. Along with Steve Scalise, and I'll give you the I'll give you the good news before we get more into it here. Along with Steve Scalise, who has straight up said. This won't see a vote on the floor of the House. Let me be clear. The Senate border bill will not receive a vote in the House. Here's what the people pushing this deal aren't telling you. It accepts 5,000 illegal criminal migrants a day and gives automatic work permits to asylum recipients, a magnet for more illegal immigration. So Steve Scalise, the guy who's in charge of scheduling votes. So the guy who's in charge of what hits the floor says this won't hit the floor. Of the House. No one will vote on this. So thank God for that, ladies and gentlemen. Truly, truly unbelievable how far this party has fallen and what they will do to keep power. And this is all because of Donald Trump. Final thing I'll say on this, and let's put up Donald Trump's um, commentary on this, please. Donald Trump raging against this. See the total overall game here, please. See the greater overall game here, please. The goal here, because this bill uh, puts these types of quotas into law all the way through 2030 and beyond. The goal here is to contain Trump. That is what this bill is about. They have moved from stop Trump They have moved from put Trump in prison, which was sort of the policy of the last couple of years, to Donald Trump is going to become president, and so we must pass laws to contain his presidency. There are a lot of examples of this. There are straight-up write-ups about how the military is already put in a system to ensure that Donald Trump can't be the commander-in-chief, even when he becomes president. And this entire bill is written by the most brain-dead, anti-Trump, TDS-stricken pussies, lackeys, gimp-suit-wearing simps for the Democrat Party. They call themselves Republicans. They are not. They got a ball gag in their mouth, and they're being dog-walked through the Senate by Chuck Schumer. This bill is written by Republicans in order to strip Donald Trump of power when he becomes president. It's written by some of those evil lobbies in our country, the Chamber of Commerce, that want forever migration here because it makes the cost of labor cheaper. See, there's a problem in a free market economy where you can own capital and you can own land. These are big elements of the free market, capitalism, you have land, capital, and labor. And you see if that la- that labor is the one you can't control. You can own a lot of land, you can buy as much land as you really want. Bill Gates has proven that. 
You could own a lot of capital. BlackRock, everyone owns trillions of dollars, manages trillions of dollars. But you cannot control the forces of labor because in a free market, people who pay the top dollar, that's where the best employees are going to go. The cost of labor goes up, 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 up. And you're going to have to pay more for labor unless you are able to rewire that system where you bring in people who have worked for pennies a day and are happy to get $1 an hour. And then you are able to artificially swamp the labor pool in the country and lower the cost of, uh, the, the obviously, the value of the labor market. This is just basic economics. And that's what's at play here. And this is why, of course, the Chamber of Commerce loves Chamber of Commerce. I thought they were Republican. Nope, they're globalists. And they are evil. And they control so many of these Republicans. And this is what Mitch McConnell is doing. Mitch McConnell has the Chamber of Commerce tramp stamped right on his ass, their logo. So much of the evil in the policies of our nation comes from the Chamber of Commerce and from uh, Coke World because they they love the fact that all these criminal migrants come here and they work for cheap and they work illegally and they don't have to pay them as much. And it artificially lowers your wages and mine. Donald Trump, they are so scared of. Donald Trump brought great things to the American people, great value to the American taxpayer, value for money for your dollar and your work and your labor. That was the first time in a sea change, the first time in my lifetime that any president's done that. The Chamber of Commerce hated it. They want to pay you less. They want your labor to be worth less. They want you to have to compete with 400 Guatemalans who will work in the shadows and will work um, inhumane hours and at inhumane levels just because they're happy to be here and will do so criminally for their paymasters at the Chamber of Commerce. It's amazing because these talking points used to be left-wing talking points. Now it's the left that's defending this because they get political power out of it. Ultimately, this is about stripping Donald Trump of power when he becomes president. That's what this bill is about. They're bringing it forward and they're going to try and push it across in order to chain and shackle Trump when he becomes president. Trump is raging about it. Here we go. Only a fool, a radical left Democrat would vote for this horrendous border bill, which only gives shutdown authority after 5,000 encounters a day when we already have the right to close the border now, which must be done. This bill is a great gift to Democrats, a death wish for the Republican Party. It takes them the horrible job the Democrats have done on immigration and the border, absolves them, and puts it squarely on the shoulders of Republicans. Don't be stupid. We need a separate border and immigration bill. It should not be tied to foreign aid in any way, shape, or form. The Democrats broke immigration on the border. They should fix it, make America great again. Boom. So Donald Trump coming out hard against this bill. So Senator Lankford, let's go ahead and get to some of the clips on all this, including a very fun, very salty salt that lib with Chucky Schumer. Lankford, who deserves all of our, all of our ire on this, and all of the vitriol on this, uh, this absolute weasel of a man, uh, human toothpick from Oklahoma. This guy is such hot garbage. Cannot believe what he's done. Oklahoma, hang your head in shame. Lift your cowboy hats up and replace James Langford, please. 
let me know where to send the check. Here he is trying to defend the fact that what he has done is he has legalized criminal invasions of our nation and said Republicans agree with it. Watch. Most mis misunderstood. The 5,000. What is it exactly? Yeah, it, it, it's really ridiculous when we come on the backside of December. What just happened when we had 10 and 12,000 people a day coming across? And this authority is a 5,000 authority to say if you get to 5,000, which we've been there every single day except for seven in the last four months, that it completely closes the border down. It deports everyone. It changes the paradigm from right now what the Biden administration is doing is catching and releasing everyone to actually catching and deporting everyone. It literally flips the script on it. I have people saying, well, I don't want to do that at 5,000. I want to do that at 3,000. Say, well, fine, we can do 3,000. But right now, every day we're at 5,000. It doesn't matter between the two. We've got to be able to have something that mandatorily deports everyone rather than actually releases everyone. That's what this does. Some people are thinking that this is somehow like counting 5,000 people in every day and releasing them. That, that's absurd. Hmm. Okay. Well, we read the bill live on air. So who are you going to believe? These lying ball gag simps for the Chamber of Commerce? This guy's being dog walked? Or are you going to believe the actual text of the bill? I want to set the table here because you've been lied to before. If this is all feeling very familiar, I want to give you Mr. Chamber of Commerce, Mr. Anti-Trump. The month was March. The year was 2017. Paul Ryan was in charge of the House of Representatives, and Paul Ryan produced this advertisement to lie to you. Remember, never, ever forget. I had the opportunity to travel down to Texas to go to the Rio Grande Valley and spend time with our Border Patrol. When you see what they're up against, it really gives you even greater respect for what they do. They clearly need more tools and more support to do their jobs effectively. That's why we're going to get this done this week. Okay. <laughs> well, that was, let, let me, uh, let's see here. Uh, I don't want to watch, but let me check my invisible watch. That was nearly eight years ago, Paul. What happened? I thought you said you're going to get it done this week. You know, Paul Ryan, working with Mitch McConnell, had super majorities in the House, had the presidency, had the Senate, had the American people on their side. They just elected a president and said, build the wall. And Paul Ryan could have literally shoved sideways up the ass of Democrats a wall. And what happened? Nothing. Nothing. They didn't do jack. They didn't fund the wall and build the wall and get any money for the wall. Democrats were able to go on TV and squeal about how expensive it was. Five billion dollars for the wall. The racist wall. And cucks like Paul Ryan fell for it. Or worse yet, you know, you have to attribute either ignorance, stupidity to these things or malevolence, Paul Ryan just lied to you. So James Langford is just continuing the lie. He should not be trusted. Unfortunately, Donald Trump was operating, assuming that the Republican Party was on his side. It wasn't. 
Donald Trump was backstabbed by Paul Ryan and Mitch McConnell as they lied to you and me. Donald Trump, of course, was right all along. Here's Donald Trump from an interview on Sunday about the border. Is it as easy as going back to the security that you had in place, like the Remain in Mexico and all these other things that Joe Biden overturned? There are eight to 10 million illegals in the country right now on Joe Biden's watch. So what do you do with them? Are you going to deport them all? Well, you're going to have to deport a lot of them. It's not sustainable. And now you look, look, these countries are very smart. I know every one of the leaders of the countries, for the most part, Uh, the presidents, the dictators. I know them all. I know the kings, the queens. I know them all. These are smart people. These are streetwise people. It makes sense that they're taking people out and sending them up in caravans to the United States. And it's not just South America. It's from Africa, from Asia, from all over the world. Yeah. I mean, from all over the world, from China, they had 28,000 people in the last few months. 28,000. That's what's he doing, building an army? And they were mostly men, almost all men, from the age of 18 to 25. So what's that all about? But Are you so desirous of having that back in the White House? Man, I watch these clips. I'm like... Come on, straight into my veins, please. If there is if there is an if there is an open border that I want in my life, it's the bringing back of the MAGA movement and the MAGA principles and the MAGA policies and the MAGA results into the White House, which a with a much smarter and sharper group of people around Donald Trump. Which is, huh, we know a couple of things about where policies and personnel are going to be in the next administration, ladies and gentlemen. It's got to happen. And you are actually beginning to see Republicans who are not um, uh, wearing ball gags for Mitch, Mitch McConnell. Uh, they're starting to like come to their senses. Some 27 different states are now supporting Texas against this invasion. Better late than ever, I guess. But this is becoming like a key issue. And Republicans are finally starting to awaken from their slumber. Greg Abbott in Texas with 13 other Republican governors, many of which are sending military aid through the National Guard to Texas. Watch. Joe Biden has completely abdicated and abandoned his responsibility to enforce the laws of the United States. I have used a clause in the Constitution that empowers states to defend themselves. It's Article 1, Section 10, Clause 3 of the United States Constitution, where a state can defend itself and its citizens to protect their safety from the imminent danger that we are facing and from an invasion of millions of people coming from across the globe into our country who are unaccounted whatsoever. And I applaud and- It's nice to see Republicans standing firm, okay? Like very poor quality clip, but I'm glad that they're doing this. Republicans are beginning to wake up. This is also a massive winning issue. Go to the south side of Chicago. Go to any black neighborhood in America and ask them what they think of the criminal invasion of this country. Uh, They'll be happy to tell you. We played plenty of the clips. Go listen to the political leaders in the south side of Chicago say they're replacing us. They're diluting our political power. They're taking over our high schools, our gyms, and making turning them into shelters. This is where our kids play sports. Go have a listen. And they don't care. They really don't care. Wow. Right wing policies, extremist, racist policies of Donald Trump. They're really extreme. Unless you actually go back just a few years ago, speaking of the south side of Chicago, from a guy who claims to be from there. Not doing much help now, but Mr. 
Barack Obama used to sound just like Donald Trump in talking about the border. Just to show you how far and how fast this party has fallen. Check it out. We all agree on the need to better secure the border and to punish employers who choose to hire illegal immigrants. Uh, you know, we are a generous and welcoming people here in the United States, but those who enter the country illegally and those who employ them disrespect the rule of law, uh, and they are showing disregard for those who are following the law. Uh, we simply cannot allow people to pour into the United States undetected, undocumented, unchecked, and circumventing the line of people who are waiting patiently, diligently, and lawfully uh, to become immigrants in this country. We, I, I, I agree with every single word that the guy says there, okay? Every word that the guy says there. I know uh, it's, <laughs> you know, very dangerous on this program to be like, nope, totally agree with Barack Obama. But on that clip, we can't allow people to just come pouring into our country undocumented, illegally, the guy says, like, and then cut the line for people that are waiting legally and lawfully to become immigrants to this country, which the vast majority of us, I mean, all of us are immigrants to this country. If your family arrived here uh, pre-revolution, you're still immigrating from somewhere. You're doing so legally. Um, and you're sir, you're like, you're doing it correctly. There was a time not too long ago when Joe Biden didn't get the official globalist new talking points. This neo-globalism is this brand new idea that we are now going, we are going to defeat Western civilization through unlimited and un, uh, uncontrollable criminal migration that destroys, by the way, the welfare systems of those nations, okay? So you're seeing it across Europe, destroys the trust in the society and makes them effectively unable to continue to operate. We'll bring about collapse in that way. They're literally using immigration as a weapon. Is what it is what is happening. And there was a time when people, even like Joe Biden, even as dense as Joe Biden, understood the insanity of things like sanctuary cities. Watch. Would you allow these cities to ignore the federal law regarding the reporting of illegal immigrants and, in fact, provide sanctuary to these immigrants? The reason the cities ignore the federal law is the fact that there is no funding at the federal level to provide for the kind of enforcement at the federal level you need. Pick up the New York Times today. There's a city not far across the river from my state that imposed a similar sanctions. And what they found out is, as a consequence of that, their city went in the dumps, in, in, in the dumpsters. Stores started closing. Everything started to happen. And they changed the policy. Part of the problem is you have to have a federal government that can enforce laws. This administration has been fundamentally derelict in not funding any of the requirements that are needed even to enforce the existing So, Senator law. Biden, yes or no, would you allow the cities to ignore the federal law? No. Okay. What a world. Joe Biden saying that criminal immigration turns cities into dumps. That's a quote. He wrote it. He's going to say, this. oh, wow, geez. You're going to agree with Joe Biden and Barack Obama in the same show? Yes. That answer is perfect. That's actually the exact answer that you should give. I won't allow sanctuary cities. It turns these cities into dumps, into cri criminal havens where people get off, 
First, by breaking our law, the first act is to come here criminally, break our law, and then what does that say about the person? It means they don't respect our law, and then they come here and continue to disrespect our law. We saw this play out in living color on live TV when a bunch of criminal aliens beat up a New York City cop last Friday. And what happened? They were immediately released from jail back onto the street to do it again. And what do they do to you? What do they do to the American people? What message do they have to send to us? Well, here's the message. Just into Fox News now, NYPD making two more arrests, illegal immigrants and that attack on officers. Those suspects also allegedly stole an officer's cell phone. Well, that'll help them track you down. So a fifth illegal immigrant accused of attacking two New York City police officers over the weekend showed no remorse or regret. He was seen, as you can see, giving his two middle fingers to the cameras moments after being released without bail. Democrats should lose a 350 to 400 electoral vote landslide because of images like that, because of what they've done to this nation. The senator from New York City, who should also be outraged at a cop getting beat by illegals in the streets. Well, he he says, bring in more. I want to legalize that process. I want every cop to be beat. I want every cop to be beat in New York City. That's what Chuck Schumer is saying with this bill. I want every police officer in this country to have a gang of people whose first act in this nation was breaking our laws. I want to make that act now legal. And then I want to make sure that the entire country suffers the way New York is suffering right now. This is the banality of evil. Chuck Schumer this morning having a meltdown on Morning Joe about Steve Scalise, about the Republicans saying, we're not even going to vote for this bill. We're not even going to bring it up. It's done. Bill's dead. Chuck Schumer had giant rock granule salt rocks rolling down his face. And ladies and gentlemen, you know what we're going to do to him. We're going to salt that lid. Get your salt shakers out. I will join you. Get your salt shaker out. We got our salt shaker. We're going to shake it. Salt. We're going to salt that lib. Chuck Schumer crying crocodile tears because he can't bring in more people to beat up New York's finest. Ladies and gentlemen, on Morning Joe, I want to see salt. We'll put up your we'll put your salt shakers up on the screen as always. Please join us in salting this lib. You've said that you worked very closely with Leader McConnell on this, this bill, now that we see what's in it, seems to be as bipartisan as it gets. Why wouldn't this, why wouldn't both sides really want this to go through? Well, it's a great question, Mika. Look, it took a long time, four months of arduous negotiations. They fell off the tracks a whole bunch of times. I had to be on the phone even at midnight saying we've got to keep going. Why? We're at a turning point in America. This bill is crucial, and history will look back on it and say, did America fail itself? Why is it crucial? Well, if we don't aid uh, Ukraine, Putin will be walk all over Ukraine. We will lose the war, and we could be fighting in Eastern Europe and a NATO ally in a few years. Americans won't like that. 
If we don't help Israel defend itself against Hamas, that perpetual war will go on and on and on. If we don't help humanitarian aid to the starving Palestinians in Gaza, hundreds of thousands could starve. What the hell does this bill and my border have to do with the border of some garbage dump in Eastern Europe or Hamas? This should be about America and preventing a terrorist attack in this country, asshat. Why would you bundle it all together? We know why. This is common practice in politics. You bundle together something that you believe you have the public perception and victory on. You have the upper hand in PR on Israel, Ukraine. And you bundle that together with uh, a real turd in the punch bowl. And it is a sick drink, ladies and gentlemen. Chuck Schumer's crying because Republicans are saying dead on arrival. Every Republican I know, I texted a bunch last night, every Republican Congress member I know is like, this is dead. Republicans leaders are saying, this is dead. And in case you're wondering why the party of the Democrats is pushing so viciously for as much illegal criminal immigration as possible, a reminder, they just straight up admit it. They admit it. Here we go, ladies and gentlemen. This this lady's name is Yvette Clark. She is from New York. And she says, oh, and it's amazing. It's amazing that some of the dumber people in Congress, like some of these really stupid people, like just have the ability to talk and say these things into the camera. Here we go. Yvette Clark says, I want illegal immigration because they're, I'm losing people because I'm so bad at my job. Nobody wants to live in the hellhole. What did Joe Biden say? The dumpster fire of my district. And so they're going to actually take away my district. That's how the census works. The census actually reduces states that don't have the population. You lose congressional seats. States like Florida is going to gain like five or six congressional seats because people want to move here. Law and order. Places where Yvette Clark represents, her district literally evaporates if she doesn't have enough people in it. And everyone's fleeing her district because she's a Marxist and because she's creating a hellscape to live in. And so she straight up says, I need more people. I'm going to lose my job. Here it is, live on camera. Go. I'm from Brooklyn, New York. We have a diaspora that, that can absorb a significant number of these migrants. And I, that, you know, when I hear uh, colleagues talk about, uh, you know, the, 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 the doors of the inn being closed, um, no room in the inn, I, I'm saying, you know, I, I need more people in my district just for redistricting purposes. And those members could, could clearly uh, fit here. She just said it. Joe Biden says it. Line it all up. We need white people to be an absolute minority in this country. We need more people shoved into failed Democrat districts in order to create permanent majorities for Democrats in order to stop the constitutional redistricting process to make sure that there are votes allocated to population because population moves much like money. Population moves to the places where it's most appreciated, the paths of least resistance, 
The place where the money flourishes the most is where the money is going to move. These are the powers and the forces behind the capital markets and it's the forces behind human markets as well. And so she creates hell on earth for her district and she's going to have to import. She's literally saying, I must import new people from the third world into my district. Come here so that I don't get redistricted out. So they don't strip away electoral power from New York. Mm. You wonder why they fought like demons, Donald Trump, who wanted to say, we will not count illegal immigrants in the census. That's why. And what is the solution? Well, we've told you, again, the solution is naturalization, voting rights for these people. We've told you that, but sometimes it's good to just have reinforcement on that point. Here you go. Here's Kamala. We should have a bipartisan approach to fixing this problem, which is a long-standing problem. But what are those solutions? The solutions includes putting resources at the border to do what we can to process people effectively and putting in place laws that actually allow for a meaningful, meaningful pathway to citizenship. Pathway to citizenship. There we go. Boom. Give me citizens right now. I want to turn them all into citizens. The faster we get 30 million new Democrat voters, the faster we have power forever. And then it doesn't, it just doesn't matter. Joe Biden, Kamala Harris, The Rock, doesn't matter who you put in there. We are now an idiocracy. We can do whatever we want. You, you are our slaves. You are slaves. You, you don't have a viable secondary party option. They've already figured this out in California. And I know this is going to make me very unpopular in the comment section, but I got some bad news for people. Got a, I got a black pill you on someone, Ronald Reagan. Ronald Reagan started all this, and it just sucks. It sucks to have to learn these things. Ronald Reagan allowed amnesty and citizenship for California and for all of the criminal aliens there, either through his own bleeding heart or because the guy was losing his mind at the end of his term. And this then flipped California, which was a red state, and the Reagan damn well knew it. It elected him governor a couple times to a blue state permanently. Flipped the votes from California, changed the electoral map forever. Flipped the votes in California to Democrats permanently. It's like 50 electoral votes, 53, I think, to be exact. Ronald Reagan, useful moron, did exactly that at the end of his term. Reagan did a lot of good things. I'm not saying it's all trash. I'm saying on this issue, he was totally duped by his wife, a bleeding heart liberal. And what cre- what happened then, the aftermath, was Democrats swooped in immediately, uh, gave government goodies and handouts to the criminal aliens, and created fealty to the Democrat Party permanently. And now you've seen what happened to California. There's your example of what, that's the, that's the test case. So they're going to now export that model to the rest of the country. Every single city in America is going to look like San Francisco. Every single election is going to go the way that California elections go. Boom, Democrat wins. Too many population centers, too many mail-in ballots, too many criminal aliens voting. Doesn't matter. Overwhelming. No Republican will ever win again. And Ronald Reagan started that ball rolling. I'm sorry to say it. Those are the, the That's the people's history. That's actually the history. So don't be idiots, right? Like Republicans, don't be stupid. Sign your own death warrants here politically. It does look, by the way, that this bill is dead on arrival. If you need a final 
important breakdown of what's in it. Ladies and gentlemen, we got you. Just set this to memory, okay? Set this to memory. The border never closes permanent, legal, illegal immigration. Legalizing illegal immigration. Go. Fox News alert. The long-awaited border security bill is done. Already facing backlash in some sectors as the text claims there is no amnesty for anyone already here. These are some of the highlights. 50,000 new visas per year for five years. $650 million let over from the Trump years to build the wall. They'll start finishing, get about 50 miles. Increase ICE funds and detention capacity to 50,000. Shut down authority after an average of 5,000 encounters a day. But the lead negotiator and our next guest insists it's the most misunderstood part of the bill, the one I just read. <laughs> so right before James Langford goes and lies about it, Fox News just reads the bill and it's like 5,000 criminal aliens a day. So legalizing illegal immigration. $600 million for the completion of Trump's wall. <laughs> oh my God. These people, they really think we're stupid. By the way, $600 million for our border security and $75 billion for the border security in Eastern Europe, in Ukraine, or in the Middle East, in Israel. Got it? Do you understand that they hate you now? How many more shows do we have to do to show you that this country is like run by criminal? It's just criminal class that hates you. And wants really bad things to happen to you and views this place as like a shell company or an LLC, not as a nation, not as a place with history where you're raising your kids, where my family is, where our businesses are, where the value is in our lives. They don't view this place as anything special. They view it as a shell corp, a pass-through entity, and they hate you because you view it as something else. And this election in 2024, we're going to prove, we're going to prove that they are wrong and we are right, ladies and gentlemen. Consider investing in something of value, by the way. In a, in a moment here, we're going to be joined by the founder of Public Square, uh, who knows what it's like to invest in true value in America. Uh, while you are looking at your American dollars, understand that it, they are backed um, and created and manufactured and printed out by people who want to spend $118 billion internationally, that the value of that dollar uh, re is reduced precipitously uh, every single year that you hold on to it, consider exchanging your dollars for something of real value, like precious metals. Ladies and gentlemen, go to my friends at uh, Allegiance Gold, please. Like, consider a little swaparoo uh, for something that actually retains its values outside of what Janet Yellen or Joe Biden can do to it. Go to protectwithbenny.com today or call 844-66-BENNY. Get up to $5,000 on free silver with a qualifying purchase. Protect your future now, ladies and gentlemen, with Allegiance Gold. Ladies and gentlemen, someone that I have been wanting to have on the show for quite a while uh, is Michael Seifert. Michael Seifert is a man who is the founder of Public Square, uh, inarguably the um, leader in creating an environment where uh, American businesses can flourish and where American products can flourish and putting sort of a America first step forward into the arena of online commerce uh, and business itself. And that's like actually quite rare. 50, 60 years ago, that used to be every business. But now, of course, 
the awakening has occurred. And so we are needing to start building again. A true builder joins the program now. Michael Seifert. Michael, just because it's the news of the day, I sort of wanted to chat with you about this immigration bill, uh, what your thought is on it, and what this may do to American businesses, uh, many of which uh, use your app and use Public Square like it quite a bit. Well, Benny, good to see you. Glad to be here with you. Unfortunately, I woke up disheartened to learn with a real sense of sober realization that our government loves wasting our money. This bill was dead on arrival from the moment some of these concepts were initially introduced into it. And the fact that none of the people that authored this had that foresight to be able to predict that was obviously disheartening. I do not love the idea that our government is wasting money on pointless endeavors that have no chance of passing when actual American people are pissed off, struggling, and are desiring actual breakthrough in our government to do something. We are literally being invaded. And the unfortunate thing is, and actually, before I even get there, quick pause. I run a business, Benny. You run a business. If you ever spent a month on a certain endeavor that you know was going to stand no chance of actually positively affecting your business, and you had investors, what would your investors think? Your investors would think this person is dramatically irresponsible and not fit to run a business. But we pay with our taxpayer dollars for Congress to absolutely decimate our futures, waste time and money on pointless endeavors that have no chance of actually passing. And uh, so that's this morning causing a bit of frustration for me. But I am hopeful because we are prioritizing solutions. You mentioned, though, how does immigration affect the business community, which is really what, what I'm here to represent. So the definition of fascism is big government and big business in bed together. And I always think it's kind of ironic that Antifa calls us the fascists. They call the right wing the fascists because we're actually trying to decentralize the power structures. I'm actually trying to support American owned small businesses that are trying to uh, generate growth and traction in this difficult Biden inflation economy. The left, though, is in is in favor of large corporate entities acting as oligarchies in partnership with a big bureaucratic regime structure state weaponizing their progressivism against the very Americans that have built this great country. And here's a few facts to point that out and to quantify this a little further. In the last five years, Benny, since 2018, so about five and a half years, native born Americans have experienced zero job growth, zero flatlined, no job growth for native born Americans. But but I'll have you know, foreign-born uh, foreign uh, folks living here now, so uh, whether legal or illegal migrants living here but were not born here, have experienced parabolic job growth in the last five years, over 300%. So they're getting the jobs and we're not. Mega corporate enterprises in partnership with a big government love illegal immigration because it keeps their costs low. And they have a bureaucratic regime to be able to ward off any sort of accountability when people ask, are you sure these people working for you are actually documented? They don't even have to answer. They have 19 lobbyists dedicated to one bureaucratic entity that keeps those questions away. Meanwhile, the main street businesses that make our country so special that act as the economic backbone 
backbone and engine of this economy get screwed and left at the curb because they don't have the ability to deal with competing against these mega corporate entities that are trying to keep their costs low by inflating illegal immigration. So, uh, Benny, this morning, this bill is another sign of how detrimental illegal immigration is to our country from a political perspective. It obviously decimates the conservatives' chances of winning any future elections if they're importing millions of people that will act as political pawns for the left. But it's also detrimental to the business community because these people uh, come over and act as essentially cannon fodder for mega corporate entities to keep their costs low, making it impossible for small businesses to compete. We have to push back against this politically and corporately. So in capitalism, you have the control of capital, land, and labor as the vectors that drive the actual free market. Uh, corporations can buy as much land as they want. They can get as much capital as they want. But it's the labor market that is truly free and pe and workers and their units of labor are able to go to the companies that treat them the best and pay them the best. And so it does seem like this is an end around by the Chamber of Commerce, by the Koch brothers and the other lobbying arms inside of the Republican Party to reduce labor down to its lowest possible denominator unit. In just basic economics, this is just reducing the value of your labor and increasing the profit margins of major corporations. Michael, my question is, I thought libs would be on board with me when it comes to that kind of a equation. I, apparently not. I thought that libs were in favor of the labor market and respectable jobs and work and lunch pail Joe and all this happy horse crap, but it's not true. They actually, they actually love reducing the value of labor of the American citizen um, and turning us into like sort of a malaise, which you see in Europe and all across the rest of the world. It's kind of the power of America is having like a, a strong American worker and having somebody go and have dignity in their job. Uh, but both parties seem to be running headlong into this world where we sweatshop America. Well, not only that, the customer service associated with this has absolutely tanked. Yes. So I think we've all walked around and yes. felt like, God, people just aren't nice anymore. Like people yes. don't treat us with respect. They don't. The customer's not right. That's not how they view it anymore. And there was a time in America that now almost feels antiquated, Benny, where the customer was right and you were greeted with a smile and you were met with uh, a warm embrace when you decide to patronize a certain business. But today it's the opposite. Why? Because your society will always cater to the lowest common denominator. It's just the fact of life. So if you allow for a baseline standard to be so lowered that somebody working in fast food doesn't even really need to speak English. They don't really need to be kind to you. There doesn't need to be any sort of cultural assimilation. What do you expect to happen? All of a sudden, society is going to cater to the lowest common denominator. And you might think, well, for fast food, that doesn't really matter. Here's where it does matter. It matters on airlines. It matters on transportation. It matters in the world of financial services. If you have dropped your customer service such that there's a general sense of apathy from this multiculturalist experiment where we have no common objective standards that we place on everybody in this country because we decide to throw all that out in the window, uh, out of the window in the name of sort of assimilation be darned, uh, it, we have a real problem on our hands for our economy. It's sort of that Atlas shrugged, uh, Ayn Rand described future where society just begins to crater death by thousand paper cuts. The other piece on this too 
ask is that uh, you mentioned the Chamber of Commerce earlier. The Chamber of Commerce was supposed to be supported to support small businesses and workers that they represent. It was supposed to be sort of the bureaucratic engine that would uh, stand in the gap for small businesses and the business community of America. Now they've done the very opposite. The Chamber of Commerce has actually embraced open border policies and the candidates who draft those policies. What I will say, though, Benny, and you actually mentioned this in your last segment, if this continues to happen and clips like you've shown on this show today continue to come forward and there's an illuminating spotlight placed on this issue, Trump wins 40 to 45 states because this is 2016 energy all over again and then some. In 2016, Trump won the Rust Belt because he came and actually spoke to the American workers. You had blue dog Democrats from West Virginia and Ohio that were turning to support the real estate developer from Queens. It was amazing. The country had never seen anything like it before, but it's because Trump actually spoke a populist message. He sung an anthem that resonated with the eardrums of millions of disaffected workers that felt like the left for decades has said they're with me and they've spit on me and kicked me to the curb time and time again. They've outsourced our jobs. They've given away my labor. They've imported our communities with millions of people that should not be here. And I'm the one that has to pay the penalty penalty for it. And by the way, all along, I'm paying higher taxes to even afford this. I'm done. I'm taking my ballot box. I'm taking my dollars. I'm moving it toward candidates like Trump that will speak to me directly and provide solutions that fit my life and actually better our communities. And I'm spending my money with companies that do not hate me. I'm tired of it. I'm done. That's our hope here. We got to see that manifest in 2024. And so that's such a uh, I love the points that like are able to be experienced in the real world and are not so esoteric. And so this weekend I'm in Orlando for a conference and for some video production that we were doing. And I'm staying at like a, a nice hotel, right? Conference puts us up in this really nice, super premium hotel, big national brand. And the person who knocks on my door to ask, you know, to ask if I, you know, need something in the evening doesn't speak any English at all. Like, speaks to me in Spanish. And I'm not saying that's the most offensive thing uh, on planet Earth, but I'm like, I, I, it's like the level of uh, customer service like should sort of start and begin with, does my customer speak your language? Like, are we able to communicate with the customer? And what's wild is that they didn't even attempt to speak English. It was like, I, I either assumed that I understood Spanish uh, or that I was, but I don't, I don't get it. It's Orlando, right? But man, I, it really is truly degraded the quality of customer service around the country. It, it, it is something that is happening at a shocking rate. And you're exactly right. The, the corporate oligarchy is pushing that. It no, the customer no longer matters. And you're seeing this, of course, Bud Light. Uh, you're seeing this in Target. And you're seeing this all across the board. Your company, Public Square, is creating an alternative uh, to these corporations that hate you. Uh, talk to me about it. Well, we started publicsquare.com, Benny, for all the reasons we've described in this segment thus far. We've been really tired and frustrated watching for decades as our company has sold its soul on the altars of uh, bureaucratic weaponization of progressive values. And we wanted to create a solution. We wanted to turn that frustration into something productive. And Benny, one thing I admire about you and your show and this program and the movement you've created is that you're a builder. 
And that's what we encourage all conservatives to be. Let's go actively build something. We built the largest marketplace of businesses the world has ever seen that are run by conservatives. America first folks that love their country, the Constitution, and the values that it protects. So when you watch Bud Light decide to come out and slap their audience in the face and say openly that our audience is too fratty, it's too outdated, we've got to move away, we have to embrace inclusivity. We're doing the opposite. We're actually saying the customer is right, and we support a decentralized network of small businesses, over 75,000 of them, that are saying that they're... Over 75,000. You got it, Benny. And each of these businesses have agreed with our values statement. They've signed off on our values. They've been vetted by an actual team of humans in alignment with these values. Over 80% of these businesses are run by Christians. Uh, Nearly a quarter of them are run by veterans. It's an incredible community that's been established so that you as the consumer can spend money with a network of businesses that do not hate you, but instead want the same future you want. This is, this is, this really hit home, uh, and you and I have known each other for a while, chatted through a number of these topics. And you're like, yo, Betty, you have kids, right? Do you know that all these diapers companies support Planned Parenthood? Which is, I mean, there's one thing like spit in the face of your customers if you're Bud Light. It's a totally different thing to try and eradicate your customer base and murder your customer base. And so you started like a pro-life diaper company. We did. Which seems, we which actually, seems like duh, like duh but <laughs> no. Nah. Yeah, we were actually speaking at an event last night, and we laid out the fact that Honest, Hello Bello, Coterie, Pampers, Huggies, you can go through the list. Every single major diaper brand in the country, vocally or financially, supports abortion. In fact, Coterie, which claims that it's the Rolls Royce of diapers, the nicest diaper money can buy, so they say, The CEO of Coterie came out last year after the overturning of Roe v. Wade and said openly, and I quote, our team feels lost without abortion access. Hello Bello, which actually just announced a bankruptcy, but it was the notable diaper brand founded by Dax Shepard and Kristen Bell, came out and said that they were going to pay for their employees' abortions. Pampers, Huggies, the holdings companies have actually contributed paying for abortion access for their employees as well. It is an absolute nightmare. Well, we have a lot of amazing Christian conservatives in our network, nearly 2 million customers that said we actually want to support brands that do love babies, that love life and the family unit. And so we actually launched Every Life. We thought we can't find a solution, might as well build one. And now, Benny, it's the fastest growing diaper brand in modern American history. You can find out more at everylife.com. And you know, with blessed assurance, that every purchase actually contributes to the betterment of a pregnancy resource center or adoption facility. We're gonna continue building solutions like this underneath the umbrella of Public Square where we see need. And thank God, not only is this a very liberating endeavor, it's helping us actually live out our values. It's also lucrative. This is a completely untapped market that the left has ignored for years. We're a part of this market. We felt ignored. So let's go build some solutions and uh, thankfully create an economically viable solution while we do so. Uh, insanely based, have to put it back up. You bought some Times Square advertising and used Elon Musk yeah. in the in the advertising. <laughs> talk, talk me through this. Yeah, so Elon tweeted last year, he said, having children is saving the world. And we were like, whoa, based, that's amazing. Uh, You know, Elon has spoken out against the depopulation agenda in great depth. So we thought, you know what, let's put that message on a billboard. We're going to launch a campaign in 2024 called Make More Babies. We put it in Times Square. 
It was up there in the lights. We had Ashley St. Clair, actually, a great friend, uh, met my wife in Times Square, who's the president of Every Life, and they did a video live in front of this billboard. They asked folks on the street and kind of man on the street interview style what they thought about it. And Elon actually retweeted it. He engaged with it. He said, well, I had nothing to do with this. I totally endorsed the message. It was uh, pretty spectacular. And I'm proud to tell you, Benny, this month doing this uh, in January was was uh, absolutely incredible. It, it sent um, a rocket ship off of this pro-life, pro-family brand. And uh, it's incredibly liberating because now moms feel like, okay, I have an actual solution that's high in quality. It's very premium. And it just so happens to really love my values, convictions, and make a better future. Depopulation is one of the greatest threats to society right now. We have had more illegal immigrants, going back to our earlier topic, come through the border in the last month, just that we know of, than we did have babies born in the United States. If you want to know a startling statistic, that should wake us all up. Yes. Yes. Make more babies. Just great. I mean, tr yeah. I mean Trump, Trump should possibly adopt <laughs> that as a campaign slogan would fit on a bumper sticker. And yeah, I like it, it's interesting because it's the the criminal immigration argument really does at its core get to the first act of criminality. We're all immigrants in this country. Well, yeah, I mean, my great great grandfather. Right. And so on and so forth. But like doing it criminally means you're a criminal. It means you automatically disrespect the nation instead of coming here out of fealty. Uh, and 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 true like honor of where this place came from. You're like automatic. Your your first act is disrespect for this place, which means you gotta go, right? Like like you gotta go. If you had a house guest, it'd be the same way, right? Somebody some slob like breaks into your house or smashing stuff up, doesn't respect you, doesn't get invited in. You gotta you gotta go, man. And so it's so great to actually see a company uh, that like gets to the core, like gets to the core of the principles of like. Putting America first, which is quite frankly what your company is. Not like all your customers or MAGA supporters, not like all your customers uh, are even Republicans. They just put America first, right? Oh, I saw Terrence. <laughs> Terrence's waffle brand up there. It's awesome. <laughs> so it's like, like it's 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 kind of like putting it into practice. And we try and do this as much as we can on this program, going and serving our fellow Americans with the excess that we have. Um, but it's like a pretty beautiful principle that extends beyond beyond politics. Well, it does. It's way beyond politics. And Benny, that's that's kind of the most important point. We obviously have a vote every two or four years. People should exercise their vote. They should vote. But you can also vote every day, every time you swipe your card. So you see Terrence on the screen here. Terrence is a patriot. That man loves this country. Tell the story of Terrence real fast. Tell the story of this brand. This is a great brand. So Terrence, Terrence, if you remember Aunt Jemima a few years ago, the left came after Aunt Jemima and they tried to change the brand Aunt Jemima because they said Aunt Jemima's racist. It appropriates black culture. This is a relic of the Jim Crow era. Get rid of Aunt Jemima. The problem is Aunt Jemima was like a wonderful representation of a very homey, welcoming brand. And they just removed it. They, they actually whitewashed that brand, really. Seriously. And so Terrence yeah. said, hey, I love pancakes. I love syrup. I got a great face that would probably go well on a bottle. If they're trying to take down Aunt Jemima, I'm going to revitalize this brand. I'm going to call it Cousin Tees, and I'm going to put my face on this bottle and sell some product. 
Benny, I love pancakes. It's like one of my favorite food <laughs> items. And uh, they're fantastic, which is a big point. You can't just have the right values. You got to have the quality too. And uh, and Terrence does to a T. So this has been fun partnering isn't with him. It, isn't it amazing? They got on, they, they go, they go, ar- literally erase Uncle Ben. They erase Aunt Jemima. They erase, I think, the Land O'Lakes Indian. I'm pretty yep. sure that that happened. And the only, the only one still standing is what Quaker Oats, right? Yep. Like, geez, yep. these libs, they don't know what they're doing. But Michael yep. Seifert does. And you should go to Public Square because these people obviously are inside of a, uh, a, a, a spiral that is going to destroy this country and destroy the brands and products that you love. Um, and so you should start investing. You're, he's, he's exactly right. Listen to the man. Vote with your cash. Your cash is a vote every single day. Um, and so invest in people that like, don't hate you. Maybe that's like the simplest act. Uh, Michael, thank you so much for punching back with the uh, f- with the fluffy softness of a diaper. That is pro-life. It's so amazing how like simple that math is. Oh, our diaper brand doesn't want to murder babies. Duh! Like, it's, it's like amazing. Amazing how easy the shots on goal are these days. Well, they are, Benny. They As they continue to get crazier, the clearer the need is for a solution like what we're presenting. And so it's a pleasure to build it with you. Benny, thanks so much for having me. This has been a blast today. My man. We are always here to uplift. I hate, you know, it's important to like talk through the border issues and stuff like this and like what these globalist goblins are doing in our nation. But, you know, it it is depressing, right? You must always bring good news in to the show. We will never just like be a doom. We're never doomers. We're not black pillars on this program. Okay. We're not doomers. No dooming around here. Okay. Uplifting. Happy warriors. You cannot defeat an army of happy warriors. It, it, you can't defeat it. And so we always bring in the good news, our good news today on Monday Gunday. Ladies and gentlemen, our Monday Gunday brought to you by Spikes Tactical. You notice these sweet AR-15s sitting behind me in the studio just in case something pops off stay strapped stay strapping don't be caught lacking ladies and gentlemen we are here inside of the studio protected by spikes tactical which is the ar-15 of the johnson household to bring you the good news alleged robber with numerous gunshot wounds apprehended after residents open fire in houston texas bad idea by the way uh robber Houston, Texas, bad decision. Home opened fire on Sunday at 2.30 a.m. in the morning, striking one of the alleged robbers multiple times after noticing he and his accomplices were attempting to rob another family member. Houston Chronicle explains that the incident unfolded when three men exited a white SUV believed to be a Ford and rushed towards a man who was getting out of his car and going inside of his house. A family member inside the house heard the commotion, looked outside, and opened fire on the three alleged robbers. Stay strapped. An exchange of gunfire followed, and at least some of the robber suspects returned fire. Two of the suspects were able to get back in the SUV and flee the scene. A third was apprehended while trying to flee on foot. As ABC 13 noted, police quickly apprehended the suspect, uh, 
who had fled on foot, they identified him based on the number of gunshot wounds that he had in his arms and legs. Oh, my. Well, that would be pretty easy police work there. The wounded suspect was transported to the hospital and expected to survive the injuries. Okay. But ladies and gentlemen, remember, these guys, in a world without firearms, the only people who will be armed will be the government forces who you cannot uh, possibly depend upon, either because of response time or because they're run by people like Joe Biden, uh, or criminals. Because, well, as the thread of the entire show proves, criminals don't obey the law. So, ladies and gentlemen, please consider arming yourself and, well, consider Spike's Tactical. A great AR-15. Just a just a spectacular, spectacular pew, 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 pew. Ladies and gentlemen, our rights come from God. Our rights to bear arms come from God. Natural rights are rights that exist in nature for you and me. That's what our country was founded upon. And that's something that brings us back to the good book every single show. That is what our verse of the day is all about here, ladies and gentlemen, from 2 Timothy 1.7. For God gave us a spirit, not of fear, but of power and love and self-control. We got to have all those things, ladies and gentlemen. Power, obviously, very important to have. You must affect change. You must be powerful enough to do that. You must have the strength to do so. You have to love your neighbors. That means you have to know your neighbors. You have to share something in common with them. You have to be in a community with someone. Can't be a bunch of disparate criminal groups warring with each other. We used to have that in America not too long ago. I'm 37 and I remember an era in America where we weren't so divided. You have to have self-control. And that, ladies and gentlemen, is something we pray for every single day. We are praying alongside you. We are fighting alongside you. It's your boy, Benny. This is The Benny Show. See ya.